Hi, welcome back to the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. Now, we are talking today about something very, very interesting to the life of people that love the Lord, to the lives of people that are mystics, New Agers, and occults, individuals far and wide. And what might that be? It's the voice of the Lord. Now, there's a lot of conversation in various communities about what exactly this is. Now, without going too far into scriptures and diving in through a lot of mystical things, let's talk about this in a very practical way. Let me ask you a question. If I were to come with you and I sounded like the sound of a thousand trumpets banging, HCPN. If I sounded overbearing like that, I don't think that you in your right mind would be able to understand that or maybe respond well. Most of the time when we have encounters that are listed from ancient stories to texts in biblical sources, the voice in which that is used is not this booming, cosmic, radiant voice. In fact, it's usually not the case. When we look in scripture, we find that the voice is often calm, still, and very peaceful. It's not this booming voice, and besides that, most of the time, with few exceptions, the voice of the Lord is calm. I want to explain the reason why this is the case and in what way the Lord will speak. So oftentimes, the Lord will speak of usually something he said before because he's revealing himself to you before he can reveal things that he would like to explain. So he might be quoting from one of the prophets because he spoke to them about the same thing. He's talking to you. The only difference is they lived 4,000 years ago and you, you clearly do not live at the same time as them. Now, the scriptures describe the voice of the Lord in a few different ways. One of the prophets write that, it didn't come in the whirlwind, the earthquake, the fire, etc. It came in the still small voice. Now, in many places of scripture, we see the cosmic entity known as God in the heavens and not just in outer space, but the realm of heaven called the high heavens and in the realm and place of heaven. And in that place, there's a throne room, there's saints, and there are thunders and boom, booming cosmic ability. And it's in that place that the booming voice of the Lord and the cosmic powerful radiance of God's voice is heard. But for most people, they're not quite there. This is a pondering of why. Why would the Lord not talk to us in this cosmic booming voice? Well, for a number of reasons, one of which is that if he constantly talked to us in this cosmic, booming, radiant, well-powerful, overwhelming voice that blows up planets, we would be scared out of our ever-loving minds. And I don't believe that's what the, the Lord would desire from us. He wants us to draw near. He wants to be personable. And I believe that he can speak 
And we see this in Genesis where he speaks and boom, let there be light. And there's light. There's cosmic power released throughout all of the cosmos and the multiple layers of existence and gamma rays, etc. You have this density of energy that's released at a part of physical level that is vast, powerful, and wide. So we should acknowledge that the voice of the Lord has power, even if that voice is not a trumpet resounding above your head. Now, hearing the voice of the Lord is often the next question that somebody will have. Well, how do I hear the voice of the Lord? Well, the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you even trying to listen? And you need to answer that Honestly, are you actually trying to listen or are you expecting God to answer you in the way that you demand for him to answer? Now, a lot of atheists will have this as an issue because they think that God, a cosmic entity that has created all of existence, should be bound by their little understanding of reality. Most people can't even grasp 13 dimensions of reality, much less anything beyond that. So to talk about God and make God the cosmic being over all of creation that has power over gravity, make him respond in the way that you think is a little bit prideful. I think if we examine that, and we examine the Lord speaking, every single case is on the terms that the Lord sets versus the terms that people set. In fact, when you have Moses or Moshe in the Hebrew go and find God, he finds him in the burning bush, and it's on God's terms, not on Moses' terms. Every single story where you have an encounter with a supernatural being It's an encounter on their terms most of the time. It's an encounter on their terms, not our own. And I want to be very, very clear that the voice of the Lord will come to you versus you trying to figure it out. It's first a curiosity presented maybe by the evidence of the fact that there is a voice or other things. Now, the question that you might be wondering is, well, what's the point of even the voice of the Lord talking, guiding, etc.? One of the reasons why there, there is a point to have the voice of the Lord speak in your life, which will come mostly out of times of quietness, where you are by yourself and you are seeking the Lord in the pattern that he's shown us to, sh- to seek him, One of the things that will happen is that there will be energy. So everything that exists is in a state of energy. It's in a state of movement. So when I talk negatively to plants or to water, there are studies that prove that there is a transference of energy and that down to the molecular and even subatomic level of quasars and things of that nature, if you're super brainy like myself, then you're going to see that, that there is an exchange throughout the covalent levels and the subatomic. So much so that studies have actually proven that our words themselves, the words carry 
a energy signature and have impact and shape the environment and are measurable. You can actually measure these energy spikes on machinery. It is something quantitative and something that you can actually see printed off by a computer that is showing you evidence. It's something verifiable. Now when they did studies in plants, one of the things that they saw is that the other plants would actually respond based on what another plant was doing. That was one study. Another study that went into water was that the molecular state would become more frantic based on cursory or vulgarity that was used on that particular uh, substance. So we find in both studies that words hold power. So it's the same thing if you have the voice of the Lord come to you, and it's also true if you have a voice of another entity come to you. There can be a sense of power and authority from anything outside of yourself. You can gather things from the words that other entities give you. It does not mean that the value of what they're giving you is beneficial. I'm simply saying there is an exchange between external forces and our own reality that we have. Now, what separates the voice of the Lord over any other voice? Well, unless there's truth, which we've talked about this off and on on our podcasts on various different ones, unless there is truth, then how do you know the impact of what it's having on you? And that's one of the things when we're talking about mediums, spirit guides, familiar spirits, etc., that we need to be very aware of and cautious of, of discerning whether they actually come from God, come from truth, come from a definite source of purity that is going to bring stability into your life, or if it's a lie or deception. Because if it's a lie or deception and untrue, it will actually bring you to a state of chaos, which is going to destabilize you at a molecular level. We know this to be true when people are exposed to various different things like negative energy in physics. There is a positive form of energy and a negative form of energy. At this moment, I have that term escaping me, so I don't remember the scientific term of that word. But I want to focus just for a second on this idea. So if there's a positive outcome in the universe, there is a negative outcome. And it's dark matter. So dark matter. When dark matter comes into contact with individuals, studies have actually shown that that is very negative on our bodies. And they don't really know what dark matter is. They're starting to study it out and they're trying to actually control it. But when people come into contact with dark matter, there's nothing beneficial that happens. And it's the same thing in the spiritual realm. If you come into contact with a voice or an entity that is not positive, the effects on you will be devastating. 
It's one of the reasons why scripture says to test the spirits and see if they bear witness of the Son, whether they serve the Son, and whether they submit to Him. You can have an entity say, oh yes, I believe in this. It doesn't mean that they serve the Father. Entities and individuals are very tricky. If you follow any idea of the forces of nature, which are the elementary forces in Scripture, or you follow the idea of guides or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that those things are going to lead you to the Creator. It's this idea that you can find in all of fae writing and fairy, if you're familiar with that line of thought. In that line of thought, the fairy or spirit will come to you to trick you into believing and to going with it. Most of the things out there that you will run into involving spiritual dynamics and entities that exist in a different plane of reality, unless they are truthful and unless it's consistent and unless it matches the word of the Lord that is true, you don't really know what you're getting into. And most of the time, there's a motive that is selfish and focused on what that entity wants versus what will be beneficial to you. The voice of the Lord will always produce life, peace, joy, and hope. It will always bring you to a sense of balance and restoration. This is not to say that all voices that bring a quote-quote sense of balance and quote-quote peace, peace man, I'm not talking about that. Because even in that state, there's a numbing of your senses that can occur. So if there's a peace, but there's a numbing of the senses, that's not the voice of the Lord. And the Lord is consistent to never, never, ever change. For he is God, he has been and will be, and he will not change. He is immutable. He does not change. He does not go from one place and suddenly is just completely different and has alternative motives and his character and nature is completely different. It is not. He is always consistent. He's always constant. He's always balanced. But all these other voices will cause a destabilization of your life, of your friends, of your family, and they will cause a instability in your life. Thanks for listening to this podcast from the HCPN. We're glad to have you come along. If you'd like to subscribe, you can go ahead and follow us on our podcast here. We'd love to hear from you. If you do have a comment, go ahead and email us at hophoneycomb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And right now, that's something tentative that will change going forward in the future. Thank you for joining us, and you can find us on Facebook at the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network, and we have a blog called the Iskar Scribe, as well as many broadcasts that we do. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to support broadcasting and podcasts like this, you can support us on PayPal, and we'd love to hear from you at any point in the future. Thanks for listening to this, and once again, thanks for listening to a podcast 
here from the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. My name is Shimon, Shanon Moshe, and thank you for joining us to, today or tonight, wherever you are in the world, and consider sharing this with someone that might find this interesting. Until next time, may you have a great day, and may the grace of Hashem be with you. Shalom, shalom aleichem.